0: Welcome to Jersey Guys Sports, your sports talk home for the Yankees, the Giants, the New York Rangers, and the rutgers Carl Knights. I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Now, today, I'm going to be talking about Igor and the New York Rangers' suck balls at the moment. Putrid goaltending by Igor Shosturkin and some poor playing injuries may be dooming this once-promising season. So, let's go ahead and get started. What was looking like a magical season for the New York Rangers has turned into what appears to be a potentially lost season and that just sucks. My beloved Rangers are really in some big trouble. The Rangers started this season just on fire. I mean, if you're a Ranger fan, you know, boy, they were they were looking good. Everything was going their way up until the beginning of December and then the wheels fucking fell off of this team. That's it. They were one of the top teams in the league through in every category basically through early December and then due to generally poor play up and down the lineup as well as absolutely awful pathetic goaltending by Igor Shesterkin the Rangers have really fallen on some hard times recently now specifically since starting the year really really well the Rangers are now a below 500 team since December 5th the Rangers actually fell to 11 12 and 2 since December 5th. 11, 12, and 2. And since the calendar year's term, 2024, they're 4, 7, and 2. This team is 4, 7, and 2 in January. Remember, overtime losses are still losses, right? So if you want to take it even simpler, the Rangers since December 5th are 11 and 14. And they're an astounding 4 and 9 In 2024, fucking four and nine. There are four and nine team in January. You want more? The Rangers do not have a single road victory in the 2024 calendar season year. December 30th was the last road win for the New York Rangers. They haven't won on the road all of January. So basically, you know, bottom line is they're our losing team for the last eight plus weeks now. And it is frustrating as friggin' hell. It has sort of been soft pedal the whole way through. And if you look at some of the writing and some of the you know commentary and the talking heads, you know, they've talked about being up and down and, you know, a little challenging times. But if you're a Ranger fan and you're watching this team night in and night out, it's way worse than that. And you know it is, right? And I want to list the reasons why the Rangers have been so bad. Over the last eight plus weeks now, and I got four or five reasons in my head. So, so here we go. Number one, and most importantly, Igor Shosturkin has sucked nuts in goaltending. Sucked nuts in goal. Th- this consistent saw as I called it, analysis of Igor's play is is underselling just how fucking bad Igor has been in goal. And I'm sorry, I love the guy. He's great. He's he's been just astounding for the Rangers and has carried them for a couple years. But I I think he's getting too much respect at this point. He's somehow a fucking all-star this year, which is amazing because I guess the voting happened a while ago. But Igor has been nothing short of atrocious in net. I mean, seriously, god awful. If you're watching these games, you know it. Um, His latest disaster, by the way, was giving up four goals on only 19 fucking shots last night in Las Vegas. To Las Vegas at home. Four goals on 19 shots. His save percentage for this season is under 900. He's got an 899 save percentage, which, if you know goaltending and hockey and save percentages, is dreadful. I mean, that's basically a fair to poor backup goaltending percentage, right? Your starting goalie can't possibly have that percentage. Your backup goalie, that's even low for a backup goalie, having an under 900 save percentage. I mean, it's just fucking horrible. Every single high danger chance, it seems like, if you're watching these games, ends up in the back of the goddamn net for the Rangers, and it's just not acceptable. You cannot win as a team getting this kind of atrocious goaltending. It just can't be. Now, since... I think 12-3 or 12-5, Igor's actually has the worst save percentage in, the, in hockey, in NHL, of any goalie who has played five games since the last eight weeks. His save percentage since that December 5th date is an astounding eight eighty three, which is just, I mean, that's like a bad AHL goaltender who tries to come up you know, to the NHL for a couple of games, it gets sent back down. Eight eighty three is just disaster, disaster like numbers. Remember when he won the Vezina? He was up at nine thirty five. I mean, you got to be at nine oh five or nine ten to be like an average to pretty good starting goaltender, and then above that is is better. But eight eighty three for eight weeks. I mean, that is just atrocious. That's atrocious. I mean. I don't want to hear about the fucking bad defense in front of them, because I'm going to be talking about that. This is just reason number one, why the Rangers are are really in trouble this year so far. Um, and certainly the Rangers' defense, as in the defensemen and overall defensive play, has been really bad over the last couple months, and I'm going to be talking about that. But I don't want to hear about that right now. What I'm talking about is when there is a chance, it always seems to end up in the back of the goddamn net. I mean... I know occasionally he makes his big save or two, but it just seems like every time there's a lapse, it ends up in the net, and it can't be. You cannot win in the playoffs with this kind of goaltending. It will not happen. Honestly, I feel like if Igor somehow turned it around and was peak Igor again, the rest of the issues that I'm going to talk about here would not really matter that much. They would be far less noticeable in any case. I mean, the Rangers are not going to win any cup if we don't fix most or all of the issues. But honestly, this number one issue, this Igor's goaltending trumps all of them by a mile and a half. If he was his peak self, you know, I wonder how much people would even be talking about this or how much losing the Rangers would be doing. Cause he can carry a team with great goaltending. That's how important goaltending is in hockey. And, especially when you combine it with some bad defense, some lack of scoring, some injuries, and some other things I'm going to be talking about. It's just not good enough, and it is, it is just a tremendous albatross hanging around the Rangers' neck right now, this poor goaltending. Um, I don't know what else to say about Igor's alone, you know, but he, he's really hurting the Rangers at this point, and he looks lost out there. Hopefully, Benoit Lair can take him in the back room, slap him around. I don't know. Do what he needs to do. Get Igor back in shape. I know he's probably tried already, but he's got to try something else, man. Maybe go to some witches and uh, have some healing. uh... (laughs) Something has to happen with Igor that changes the way he's playing because he is in the biggest funk of his career now, and it is fucking killing the Rangers right now. So number one, suck-ass goaltending. Number two of the Ranger problems, big defensive lapses unbelievably critical, ridiculous defensive lapses are the next most critical thing after the goaltending. The Rangers have given up more wide-open type chances, two-on-ones, breakaways, the last seven or eight weeks than I think I've ever seen watching the Rangers for 40 years. I can't remember consistently, number one, these horrible, ridiculous chances and breakaways, but number two, somehow we've gotten in this weird-ass mode of once the other team scores a goal, they score another one in somewhere between the next minute and three minutes. The Rangers give up goals one after another in pairs so frequently now. It's some it's a mental thing. So not only do we have breakdowns, we have then a breakdown and then another goal that hits on top of that. And it's just the most frustrating thing for a Ranger fan. And the defensive lapses have been numerous and wide ranging on the Rangers, we talked about a lot of breakaways, and it's just too many. A lot of two on ones. Keandre Miller, in particular, on defense has been just dreadful, really, really bad lately. And he gets a lot of slack from some Ranger fans, and in my mind, in previous years, more than he's really do. this year. Any kind of slack that, any kind of you know smack talk that he's getting from fans is warranted because. He has been particularly, you know, egregious on defense over the last three, four, five weeks, really, really, really really bad recently, and he really needs a wake-up call. He's just, like, not paying attention, gliding, leaning, and poking his stick as opposed to skating and actually checking players and lifting their sticks so they can't, you know, get a wide-open two-on-one goal, as one of the guys did last night on Las Vegas. You see Keandre just skating behind, not even, you know, just gliding along, watching as the goal goes in. I, I don't understand. It's not just him, though. It's the whole fucking team, which used to play with a lot of abandon and a lot of grit and a lot of defensive awareness and the season started, and that's all gone now. This lack of awareness and lack of team, team defense is really astounding for the Rangers, and that's number two problem after goaltending. Number three lack of scoring on five-on-five, on five, particularly the Mika's Banajad and Kreider line. I, I don't know what to say. <clears throat> and it's this is another ongoing problem that's been around for years, right? <clears throat> we've had a couple problems for the Rangers that just seem to be around for eternity. One of them is never, ever winning face-offs. And by the way, you'll notice that our team face-off percentage has gone down as we've lost, right? And it's not Necessarily always because of that, but faceoffs are critical. This year, especially in the beginning when we were winning a lot, our faceoff percentage was incredible. We were the first in the league somehow. We've been dreadful on faceoffs forever, right? And then this year we were somehow better and we were winning. But that's a little aside. In addition to that, you know, faceoffs being something we've been bad at forever, lack of five-on-five scoring. Right? We we've had three, four straight years now, five years where we can't seem to score five-on-five five compared to other teams. And Mika manager who's had slow starts in the last couple of years, is having another dreadful—you can't even say it's a start anymore. We're, we're going to be in February soon at this point, right? The season's going to end in April. I mean, Mika's got to pick it the fuck up. I, I don't know what Mika manager is doing, right? Only the maybe Lafreniere-Trojek-Panarin line is scoring on five-on-five. On five. Although, by the way, as an aside— I love Panarin and he's having a great year, but he's starting to do that fucking giveaway thing again, which is driving me nuts. And everyone who is a really big New York Ranger fan watching these games knows Panarin by heart now, right? He, if he's say he's going, you know, and you're watching, and he and the Rangers are going, you know, right to left, you see Panarin on the bottom of the screen, he's on the left wing, he brings the puck across the the other team's blue line, you know, skates really hard, does that whole pull up stop and then what does he do everybody knows he tries to pass it across the ice right he basically has one move I mean sometimes he has a couple head fakes deeks, goes down and goes back up but it's always that pass across right that there's not a swinging around the board shoot it at the goal try to cut to the middle and shoot like we know what Panarin's is doing I think the other teams do as well at this point but the problem is he's not getting away with it anymore in the last three four or five weeks these constant Forced passes by Panarin are really starting to hurt us. So <clears throat> I'm not going to focus on that because that line is the one line scoring five on five. But Panarin is starting to bug the shit out of me again with his passing. As, as much as I love him and as great a player as he is, he's starting to do that shit again, which will never work on the playoffs as now starting to not even work during the regular season. Mika Zibanejad is in line is just having all kinds of trouble scoring. And I don't understand Mika, by the way, himself. One goal, six assists, and a zero plus minus in his last 12 games. That's since the beginning of January. He has one entire goal in the 2024 calendar year. One goal and six assists, and that's it. And we're going to be into February soon, in, in, the, in, in the month. He's got one goal. That is not good for the number one center, you know, on your number one line. Um, I know that they need a third person on the top line and they keep rotating everybody in and out and it's Wheeler and it's Kako lately and it's this person and it's that person. I would like to actually see Cooley up there a lot more, quite honestly, give them a little different feel. But, you know, they gave Cooley all of like a game and a half and that was it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them, him up there. But honestly, it's Mika. And, and it, by the way, Kreider has not been doing shit lately either. Other than his occasional tip-ins near the side of the net, you know, Kreider's been looking like, Dogship too so he's going on because he's not nearly as bad as Mika's been but that line has to pick it up and we have to get secondary scoring scoring other than the top two lines there is nothing going on from the third and fourth line and while that line <clears throat> those lines contributed a lot early in the season they've gone down to contributing next to nothing offensively you know over the last couple months and you know it's just there's nothing there there's just absolutely nothing there. They they waived Nick Benino because he's suck balls. We haven't got much from any of the lower people that we got, and it's funny because <clears throat> in the off season when we had you know not that much cap space and Drury, it seemed like he signed six, seven, eight different players at like eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year, like the minimum you could get, and that includes Blake Wheeler, which was probably worth the shot. And then like six other people who I don't think were worth the shot. And and I don't know why he did that because, you know, for example, Tyler Mott, somebody like that, who I know is a good defensive player and, and I know plays a gritty good, you know, dig it out of the corner. He has speed. He's great on the penalty kill. You have proven players who've been on the game. I, I know that he would be maybe a million or a million five or something like that. But still, he's worth the salary of two or three of these dog shit players that we ended up signing anyway. So, you know, he's already cut Benino, right? You have Goodrow making $3 million a year just wasting away. I don't know why he's still on the team. And I can name, you know, three or four other bottom six players for the Rangers that just are not worth it and didn't need to be on the team when you could have had someone like Tyler Mott or other. So I am certainly questioning Drury's makeup of the lineup that has contributed to the current lack of five on five scoring that we have now because the bottom six is dogshit. I'm not saying Tyler Mott's gonna go out and score a lot of goals. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that <clears throat> maybe rather than spending the limited cap space he had on a larger volume of players, he just got like like I said, six, seven, eight players at the lowest level. Maybe he could have got three or four players who were better, you know, and a couple, you know, who could you know, put the puck in the net or something. And again, you know, I know we're not going to get a five, six, seven million, eight million dollar player here, but, you know, if you got three or four players making 870, that's one player at three million, right? Or, or four million, you know, maybe you have a much better player and it's much more benefit to your team. And and I'm, it's coming to the forefront more, the fact that this team doesn't have enough scoring top to bottom and. It's not that it wasn't clear, but there's a giant, giant spotlight being shined on it now because of all the other problems, specifically the goaltending. So once the Rangers are down 2 nothing, 3-1, you feel like the game's over because A, you don't feel like the goaltender is going to shut it down further, and B, you don't feel like you have the scoring now to actually you know, put the puck in the net. And while the power play is tremendous, it actually hasn't been very good over the last, say, I don't know, two, three weeks. It's it's really slowing down now. So it's certainly a very good power play, but even that has not been great. And, and you can't count on much offensively. And so when you don't have five on five scoring, it just drags the whole team down. So that's number three, right? We've talked about a couple of reasons. Number one, suck ass Igor and goal over the last whatever, eight weeks. Big defensive lapses were number two. The lack of scoring five on five was the third thing I mentioned. The fourth thing, injury woes. This team has just had injuries left and right, and every team has them. You know, if, I'm not. You can't complain more than other teams, but it certainly hasn't helped the Nam team. Caco being out for all those months certainly hasn't helped. even though his play has not lived up to his draft status at all, <clears throat> um, Heedle again being out forever. You know, he suffered another setback. I don't know if he's ever going to play again. He suffered yet another setback. It looked like he was going to come back. He was skating with the team. Finally, he came back from whatever they're calling it now, Czechia, I don't know, whatever they call it, uh, Czechoslovakia, and he was ready to, you know, he skated with the Rangers, he went off, and that was it. I I don't I don't have any confidence that Filipino is going to play another game for the Rangers ever. You know, certainly not this year. I really don't think so. Also, Ryan Lindgren left the game yesterday. We all know the Rangers' record when Lingren isn't a lineup. He's kind of like the glue that holds it together. So, injury woes really are not helping you know the Rangers at all. And I did leave something out by the way um, when I talked about CACO not living up to the draft status. Lafreniere, I wanted to mention. When we talk about lack of five-on-five scoring. And while the, again, Lafreniere, Trochuk, Panarin line has been the best line, there are some issues with two of the three of them. Uh, Trochuk has been playing pretty well. Panarin has been scoring, but now giving the puck away. And Lafreniere, even though he's improving this year, he just can't fucking find the back of the net. He has had the most glorious scoring chances you'll ever see in the last five, six weeks and it feels like he missed every single fucking one of them like every single one like so uh, they said some stat on ESPN last night in the game where Trocheck has had the most scoring chances in the NHL over the last 6 weeks or something like 40 grade a scoring chances, whatever the best possible rated scoring chances. I forget the verbiage, but whatever the highest scoring chance, you know, is, you know, you're, you're in the slot six feet away with an open net. I don't know. Whatever the highest scoring chance is, he's had 40 of them. Like in the last six weeks. And I think he scored like two or three goals. It's insane. He has not, it's a combination of bad luck and just bad play. I mean, You write off a week, two weeks of this. You hit the post. The goalie makes a great save. You write off a couple of them, right? You say, you know. But then when it happens for six weeks and you just keep missing, it's more than bad luck. It's the player, right? It's just something's got to change with Lafreniere. We had the number one pick overall and then the number two pick overall, you know, reversed number two and then number one. And we ended up with, you know, Lafreniere and Kako. If neither of them can be a meaningful offensive player for the Rangers, that is one of the biggest whiffs maybe in draft history, the number two and the number one in back-to-back years, and we're getting next to nothing offensively from these players. So uh, it has to be better, and that's part of the five-on-five. So injury rows, Kako, Heedle, Lingren, we've had others up and down. Fox was out for a month. What are you going to say? I mean, every team has them, but it's certainly not helping us. And then the last thing – there seems to be a lack of toughness and grit up and down the lineup in my mind. And I think it needs to be addressed by Drury. And it's not really written about or talked about much. But when you see people like Will Cooley out there, you know this awesome rookie that's come up and really dug in the corners and flies up and down and hits people when you're supposed to, digs in the corners, gets in front of the goalie in the tough areas, that's we don't have any of that on the team. No one fucking does that anymore, and, and I'm so tired of it. Again, again, Tyler Mott, I mentioned it before, he's a player that does all that shit, right? And, and like Cooley, he doesn't score a lot, but he does all that stuff that you need to win, and I think we have to have more of that component on the team. And I don't even mean, and I say sandpaper a lot, I don't really mean that. I really mean toughness, grit, speed, importantly, and willingness to go hit people and dig in the corner and win 50-50 puck battles, because there is a distinct and obvious lack of that on the New York Rangers, and in my mind, it doesn't get discussed enough, and I hope Drury is looking at it, because there's just not enough of this. There's too many of these fucking soft, slow players on the Rangers, never mind aging, that You know, it doesn't seem like in any kind of playoff scenario we're going to be able to go far at all with a team that, you know, looks to go east and west, Panarin passing across the ice, you know, and and you have all these other non-scoring, non-tough players that are just out there to try to play defense or, you know, fill a line. It's just not enough. There's simply a lack of grit and toughness, and we need more of it all over the ice. So recapping. Recapping what I think are the numerous reasons for the Rangers' lulls right now. Number one, Igor sucks balls and has for a long time now this season. He's got to pick it up and be Igor. Number two, gigantic defensive lapses by Country Miller, the rest of the defense, and the whole goddamn team. Stop with these fucking two-on-ones and breakaways all the time, as well as these back-to-back goals killing us. Number three. Lack of five-on-five five scoring led by the Mika Kreider line, but really the whole damn team. They need to be better. Number four, injury woes, everybody that we talked about. Number five, a general lack of team toughness and grit. So in my mind, there you have it. That That is what I think is ailing the Rangers now. It's a lot, right? sounds like a lot, and, and it's a problem. And I got to tell you again – um, I can't imagine this team faring well in the playoffs with all the issues that we have right now. And I'm recording this on January 27th. This is Saturday. The Rangers are still somehow miraculously in first place, believe it or not. With all those records I told you before, right? They're basically what? 11 and 14 since December 5th. This calendar year, 2024, they're 4 and fucking 9. 4 and 9. Somehow, they are in first place in the Metropolitan Division, which is, I guess, a couple things. One, a tribute to their excellent start that they had. And two, definite mediocrity in the Metropolitan Division. Um, There's not, you know, the great teams, you know, at least they're not having great years like they did. But I guarantee you, by the end of the year, you're going to see the Devils and the Hurricanes making a run and definitely passing the Rangers, unless the Rangers fix their shit, and turn it around. But honestly, it will take a small miracle for the Rangers to remain in first place at the rate they're playing now. And even if they do, you know, they're going to get torn to shreds in the playoffs unless the deficiencies that I mentioned are addressed. And it starts with fucking Igor. It's Igor's play in goal. If you take anything away from this goddamn podcast, Igor has to be Igor. The rest of what I said doesn't mean shit. If they address every other thing and Igor's still playing like he is now, the Rangers are done. They are done. He has to be better. He's killing us. He's fucking killing us. And it starts with Igor. Drury himself has kind of a Herculean task to try to upgrade this team, and, you know, it has no cast base. I mean, he's part of the reason why, but he certainly put himself in a position that, you know, we're kind of screwed here. There's almost no cast base to do anything. You got Hedl, who may not play the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of trade that can be made, but who knows? It seems kind of unlikely with where the Rangers are and all the fixed, no trade clauses and the big salaries. It feels to me like the Rangers are screwed. A season that was once incredibly promising, incredibly, you know, looked like it could be a miracle season. Now it's looking like there's very little chance the Rangers can make a run at all this year. And, you know, for a first place team, This is about as frustrated as I can be as a Ranger fan. And uh, I wish I could get on here and be all, you know, peaches and rainbows at this point. And I'd love to be. Uh, Maybe by the next podcast I do at the Rangers I will be. But I'm telling you, this is about as frustrated as I could be as a Ranger fan. Especially for a team that's in first place somehow. So here's hoping they can somehow pick it up. And here's hoping Igor Shosturkin gets on his goddamn game. That's it all i have for you today guys thank you for listening to jersey guy sports please subscribe to the podcast please tell your friends about it if you want to hear some straight talk guys this is where you're going to hear it Uh, i'll be back soon with some more sports talk thanks and have a good day.